Um, what episode are we on? 23. Hello, and welcome to Imagine Me and Utena, a Revolutionary Girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Alice. How you doing, Alice? I'm doing pretty good today. Today, we are talking about Revolutionary Girl Utena, episode 23, The Terms of a Duelist. This episode is going to wrap us up for the Black Rose Saga portion of the series. And how do you feel about this episode? Have you watched it recently? I feel this arc has been really good. I feel like this is the perfect way for this arc to end. Yeah, this episode is really good. It's confusing, but it's really good. <laughs> I mean, isn't that like the MO of Utena as a whole, basically, though? Yeah, basically. That's basically the whole show. This is uh, Mikage and Mamma Mia talking, and they're around the place where a black rose usually is. We're getting some flashback from the previous episode, which was mostly a flashback, kind of, showing the burning down of Namiro Hall. The lack of any sort of fallout from Arson. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're down to one last Black Rose. I just can't find it. A winning scenario. Must I get her to join me? Guess he's talking about Utena. And the, studi- you know, the student council is also talking about Utena. Naname is trying to convince Jury that they need to get Utena to join them. And Miki's there too. And he's like, don't you hate her? And Naname's like, I don't like her, but this is a threat to the student council. When you consider the situation, we need her as a friend. Naname says, I'm so smart. Big brother, your little Naname will save the student council. And then Jury's like, well, we're not really friends. And Naname's like, what are we? And Jury says, we're duelists. That's cold, Jury. I mean, they're not friends, but yeah. Apparently, Anthe has disappeared. And Utena is looking for her. And Choo Choo is playing with a watering can. She says it's tough having the Rose Bride as a friend. Mikage shows up and says it smells nice in there. She asks him if he's seen Anthe, and he doesn't know who that is. So she just says that Anthe's a classmate and that she's been missing. Mikage points out that uh, she seems to be very distressed, and he asks her about whether or not she's reconsidered joining the Mikage seminar. And interestingly, usually they call it the Black Rose seminar in the dub, but in this episode they do call it the Mikage seminar. And the subs, they always call it the Mikage Seminar. Yeah, I know. But we've talked about this before, about how they, like, gave it the different name. Uh, Mikage has admitted to Utena that he's kind of attracted to her, and he hopes that they could become friends. And he asks her if she has any trouble that she needs help with. And if she came to visit, Choo Choo would just get cookie crumbs everywhere, because he would come with her. And it's really hard to clean up after him. She says specifically, I'm not having any trouble. I'm like, you are having a lot of trouble, girl. This is not having trouble. You're stuck in a weird metaphysical dueling game. 
this like weird sentimental ish moment of Utena trying to think of whether or not she has friends that are having any troubles is interspersed with this scene of Choo Choo struggling with the watering can and it's weird and juxtaposed. We're having, a, we had another little flashback uh, there for a second, but then we see Utena asleep at the table and Anthe has come back, I guess. Where was she? We have no idea. Oh no, this is a dream. This has got to be a dream. I don't think this is a dream actually, by the way that it's in the episode. I think it's just at night. More than like all of Utena is, is one huge weird dream. Well, that's not untrue. Utena says, Anthe, you can't quit being the Rose Bride, can you? And Anthe is asleep. She does not answer. Utena says to herself, friends with problems, huh? Utena's walking, presumably to Namiro Hall. Which, yet again, looks really cool. Yeah. All the architecture in the show is really good. Mikage is sitting at his desk, and his secretary says that he has a visitor in the hall and then she and has like a car waiting for her. He has apparently dismissed her without warning and it is worth noting that she is uh, almost a clone of uh, what's her name that he was caught up on. Uh, Mama Mia's sister. Except Incredibly for the hair color. Like, she looks exactly like her. She's very hurt by uh, his dismissing her. That was incredibly forward. Yeah, talking about being in love and shit. And uh, she's walking down the hallway, and Utena's doing her stretch warm-up thing, and she's looking at the pictures on the wall in the Miro Hall, and she notices that she recognizes some of the people in the pictures, and it's all the duelists from all the previous episodes in this arc. And then the picture of all the boys who died in the fire. To be fair to her, very creepy. It is very creepy. We'll We're probably some carry imagery on and people are talking, but it's hard to discern who and what is talking. But they're talking about Professor Nemuro's work. They seem to be talking about the castle, the dueling arena, and how it coming into being was uh, Professor Nemuro's work. And now he and Mamma Mia are talking about getting the power to revolutionize the world and the castle where eternity dwells and some flashback to the night the building burned down. Like, the way that they talk about it seems to suggest that he was the one that first opened the way to the castle. Yeah, that would be... Uh, that's my understanding of it, too, is that he did it, but they took credit for it. Which is... I mean, it would make a lot of their behavior make sense. If yeah. They had stumbled upon this place. One day, the path to eternity will be opened from the school. After burning the school down, it's still a mystery to me. Yeah. Mikage looks so creepy in that slow turn. And yeah, he, that, like, that's... he is clearly hallucinating. He thinks that Utena is Tokiko. Yeah, that was really creepy, that slow turn. Yeah, that was really slow animation. It was very unnerving for a show that is normally not so slow. Like, it was deliberate. It was freaky. <sighs> Utena is staring at Mikage because she realizes that he's been manipulating everyone. And she calls him out and he says, manipulating them? Hardly. These are all members of the Mikage seminar. They all had memories they couldn't forget. Very, very precious memories. 
and they all fought to preserve those memories. In short, they were people who tried to change their lives according to their memories. This is the part of the episode where Mikage starts projecting super heavily onto Utena. Because he's right in a lot of ways about her being, like, obsessed with her memories. But, like, he doesn't know a lot of stuff about her. And, like, he is, like, really projecting his hang-ups onto her. And also he kind of thinks that she's Tokiko a little bit. He says, like me, you should be able to make your memories eternal. The world requires it. What does that even mean? The path you must take has always been prepared. And then she punches him and calls him a son of a bitch which she also does in the dub she calls him a son of a bitch it's very good utana tells him don't pretend to understand me and yet he keeps trying to understand her because he thinks he knows her but he doesn't because he's a jerk only those who hold beautiful memories are allowed to wish what does that even mean? What does I feel that like mean? he's like losing it, basically. He's losing his mind, clearly. Like he's whatever it is, either the stress of the of of doing this or the black roses or something is just he's losing his mind. Beat him down. Utena can't bring herself to do it, and she punches the ground. Is this only the second time Utena has ever dueled someone like by her own? Maybe. Mikage seems to be uh, doom elevatoring himself. Soji, why did you call her here? The Mamma Mia in Mikage's brain says. I want you to speak. We also wish to know. (laughs) Here, look at this. And Mikage holds out a tear on his finger. It seems that Prane has brought forth an unintended tear. If she hadn't seen my rose crest, she might have killed me right then and there. I don't think so, dude. Yeah, but he also doesn't know Utena like he thinks he does. All she does is hurt me and surprise me. Tokiko had really come back to me to settle things once and for all. In the end, we haven't advanced a bit in this time, but that girl is closer to the power of Dios than either of us. If we don't beat her, we'll never advance. Okay, sure. And now he has a black rose, and the elevator's going really fast. I take this rose which blooms at the end of the world unto me. And Utena is looking at her ring, thinking about what Mikage said to her. They keep repeating that line, you can see it in our eyes. And just as she's lost in course, thought, Wakaba shows up and jumps on Utena's back. Eyes again. Wakaba says, no matter what happens, I'll always be by your side, Utena. And then they freeze and we get our Aiko and Biko. Huh. It's hard to tell. It's like, because they usually don't change their, like, they're usually very recognizable, but this one One of them is in dad drag. Yeah, and the other one looks super different, too. Extra, extra, extra. When I was your age, I was the representative for my class. Wow, that's great, Daddy. Hey, this paperwork's all wrong. What's wrong with you? Damn it. I was once my class rep. Dear. You can't just throw your socks anywhere when you take them off. Shame on you. Damn it. I was once my class rep. Bye, Daddy. I'm off to school. Hold it. Give me that backpack. I'm going to school. See you later. Bye-bye. And then Wakaba waves goodbye to them as they leave. 
Makawa. And we skipped our entrance to the dueling arena segment. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I can't hear the sound right now. Uh, we have a different song this time, don't we? Yeah, I haven't heard this one. Put your headphones in. It's really good. Yeah, we have a different song for this dueling sequence. And we get some good animation in it, too. Very, very because the duels in this arc, the one thing I have against this arc is a lot of the duels reuse the exact same motions. Yeah, but this one's really good. Anga singing something about human movement theory. Yeah. All things are units of existence. And this is interesting. Like, she attacks him because he's a manipulator. But his argument is that he manipulated no one and that they, they would have, they, they showed up here only because they wanted to, which is kind of the classic argument. Yeah, no, he's definitely manipulating them and taking advantage. She's definitely manipulating them. them, but in a way, like, like the the things that brought them there, they were always gonna have a problem with. Yeah, he says, "I will defeat you, Tokiko," and Utena says, "You're not making sense, but I'm not gonna lose to you." And he's cuckoo for Coco Puffs. Yeah, he definitely thinks that she's Tokiko, like a hundred percent. We get Utena does a really cool, like, jump flip thing. And as she's falling, she hears Miss Utena because Anthe's calling out to her name. And then, uh... Falling a really long time. Yeah, she, like, kind of falls and Anthe kind of catches her-ish. We don't really see that uh, because we're focused on Mikage right now. And he's going to have a revelation about, like, his Mamma Mia memories because, uh... That who we thought was Mamma Mia is apparently uh, not. But the Mamma Mia in his brain says, you'll never defeat my sister because she lives in your memories. Okay. Honestly, this whole segment reminds me of um, Fight Club. Yeah, it is is very Fight Club-esque in its reveal of things because we get to go back and see... uh, we get to go back and see Mikage slash Nomuro's memories, and we get to see what was really there and not what he thought was there. We've been duped, just as he was duped. And it's just like, it's it, all the little details in, the, in that sequence are just really good. Like, the, the pictures falling, him, him, like, shaking. Yeah. This is a weird moment. Uh, Akio gets a call from Mikage, and Akio is explaining over the phone the, like, gist of the the twist. And... I'm assuming that he's, I, like, I, I feel, I'm assuming that he knows about the duel, and he's, like, leaving a message. Yeah, I have no idea. It's very strange, because it seems to be going on as the duel is happening. And apparently, Mikage's memory or Nomuro's memory was like so strong that it stopped time for him or something. And Akio tells Mikage that it's time for him to graduate from this place. And we saw a brief shot of fake Mamma Mia. And then now Utena and Miki are walking past where the Nomuro Memorial Hall was. And she doesn't seem to remember anything about it. And they're talking about the fire. It was never rebuilt in this new timeline, I guess. Miki Mickey can't remember the name, and it's very cute because he gets very flustered. <coughs> Akio walks up to fake Mamma Mia and says, Why do you feel bad for him? He's not here at the school anymore. Rather, he was never in the first place, just like you. And then it's revealed that fake Mamma Mia was actually Anthe in disguise, I guess? And then the episode ends. 
and that's it. Yeah, this one, this one is a trip. It's good, but like, yeah, it's super weird. I don't get it. I mean, I kind of get it, but there's stuff of it that I don't get. A lot of layers of it's it's very it's very very much like Fight Club. There's these layer interlocking layers of reality, like where they all are presented as being real. Stand and pick them apart. That there are more. There's kind of layers of what's going on here. Like cool, and it also is the best way to to end this arc because the whole arc has been about people being unable to let things go. Yeah, and that sort of wraps that whole theme up is that like this whole the whole thing that set this in motion is that mikage slash namiro could not let tokiko go i mean he was a i'm, I'm guessing that okay I have, I have two theories basically either a he was some sort of like weird time displaced ghost and by defeating him and basically destroyed him yeah i mean like it. that kind of makes sense we the two timelines the, the the two sort of like states we see in this were never actually the same one. Yeah, it's been happening like because Akio Akio's acting as if he's basically like using him to get to something. Mm-hmm. Queer what he was getting out of this arrangement at this point, which I had this like I wonder if that happen in with the Black Rose, in fact, happen in a sort of side timeline, a sort of like a a pocket of. Akio is created just to sort of like harvest whatever he needs. I don't know. It's unclear. Because you, you said that this is the last episode that you've seen up to now, right? Yeah, this is the last one. Okay. Well, at this point, it is very much unclear what Akio's motivation is. And arguably, it could be said that it's unclear what Akio's motivation is even through the end of the series. But yeah, Akio is a weird character. And the more that we learn about him, uh, the more that becomes evident. And it's just, he is such a much better villain than, than Togo. Yeah, well, uh, we get more Toga later. Uh, Toga comes back as a, not like a main character, but like main adjacent character uh, in either the next arc or the one after. I don't quite remember. All of the next portion of the show sort of blends together for me. Not in a I'm bad not sure way, if that's just... encouraging or discouraging. No, it's just like... You know, after a while, you get, like, in the swing of it, and I sort of binge-watched this, so, like, I remember bits and pieces of it, but, like, there are parts of it that I can't place in order. <laughs> because it's so weird, you know? Overwhelmed you? It's just a weird show, and, like, it, like... It's a weird show. And this time, I'm actually, like, taking more time to pay attention to it, because, like, I'm specifically paying attention to it to talk about it for a podcast, as opposed to last time when I was just, like, watching it because I wanted to watch it. And so, like, I'll be able to retain it better this time, but, yeah, like, there's a lot that happens in the next arc, and then the arc after that. Even though the last arc is pretty short, I think. I don't remember exactly how many episodes, but it's pretty short. There you have it. Like that's one of the best episodes that we've seen in a while. Yeah, honestly, it is really good, and I'm glad that we got to. Uh, I'm glad that that is what wraps up the end of the arc because I feel like it puts a, a nice little bow on it. 
before we go into the next episode. Yeah, we haven't really gotten a wacky non-anime episode in a while, so this is going to be a good way to start the next arc is with a wacky non-anime episode. Do you have anything else about this episode? Any other feelings? No, I think we're good. Uh, I think I'm really looking forward to whatever Naname has in store next time. Yeah, Naname's great. It's always a good time when Naname is the focus of an episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at UtenaCast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Mpandanata. Alice, where can they follow you on Twitter? Firewolf, which is L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F. If you want to follow us on Tumblr, you can do that at imagineandutena.tumblr.com. I need to fill up our queue with good Utena posts again because my queue ran out, but I'll do that soon. And if you want to email us, you can do that at imagineandutena at gmail.com. Uh, and I guess that does us for this week. Revolutionize the world, everybody. Mm-hmm.